Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I am your host, Brett Merriman. In front of me, one of my favorite guests on the Mail-In, whenever he comes on, we have... Oh, I didn't write your intro. Shoot. I should have written you a better intro. Good enough. Third time's a charm. I'm happy to be here. KJ Ellis is in the building. What's going on? KJ E-Double Hockey Sticks. There we go. There we go. Uh, Brett, I've told you before, um, as much as I love talking sports and love my uh, co-hosts on Too Much Dip, Mm -hmm. any time that time can be made for me to sit down with you on the mail-in is the highlight of the week. So I could (laughs) not be happier to be here. I mean that genuinely. I felt terrible about my performance in round two. It was post like lake trip slash river trip, so I was working on fumes. But uh, good people out there, your boy is ready. Be- beautiful. We are glad to have you back. I don't think any of your performances have been anything less than excellent, KJ. Oh, so, uh, you know, a football coach might disagree <laughs> there at some point. Uh, anyway, thank you for coming back, John. Yeah. Excited about today's episode. You may be wondering what is the mail in podcast. We do our best to answer your questions. Pretty simple there. You may run into a situation in your 20s, your 30s, or your 40s, doesn't really matter, that you might need help with. And so we're, we are here to do just that, sort of like an internet therapist. Not like as qualified, but, you know, we, we kind of know what's going on. Anyway. Except for I can, can't prescribe you anything. <laughs> you might know somebody can. Mm-hmm. How can you help us out? Tell a friend about this podcast. It's the easiest way to get into Wash Media. Send them a clip. Uh, we got clips going now with uh, with Adam. Shouts to intern Adam over there. And tell a, uh, you know, send it over if they need help. That's where they can get it. Subscribe to uh, the podcast on iTunes. Follow along on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to ask your question, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter or Instagram bio at Podcast. KJ, before we get going. Yeah. We've already done the screen name thing, so I'm going to ask yep. you this. How was your weekend? Weekend was uh, about as generic as it could be. Uh, your boy stepped out. Actually, you know what? I'm back up. Okay. There's a brand new food hall uh, that opened up in downtown Dallas called The Exchange. Oh, uh, okay. AT&T just dumped a ton of money in this uh, area called the AT&T Discovery Plaza. So uh, took the little me up there and uh, <laughs> the wife and, you know, strolled around, you know, saw the sights, felt like suburban dad pushing a stroller around mm-hmm. a a new place, but it was good. It was good. I'm, I'm big on food halls. So it's it's uh is it outdoor or indoor? This one's indoor. Indoor yeah. food hall with with I would assume a bunch of restaurants and mm-hmm. artisan honey and stuff like that. Yeah, well, not as many like the artisan craft shops like Mart like uh, what would you call farmers market esque. Okay, this is essentially take a bunch of one off like restaurants or high end food trucks mm-hmm. and then create a shopping mall. You know, food court, but make that a standalone thing. I like that. And so it's it's that plus an outdoor amphitheater outside of it, some fountains. Mm-hmm. You know, the vibes were overall positive. Two questions for yeah. you, follow-ups, just lightning round mm-hmm. stuff here. One, if you are going to have a food truck or small space, not a restaurant, what is KJ's food truck? Cinnamon rolls. With? French toast and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> That's it. Don't come here for any protein. No. I learned just- a long time ago there's no dairy in, uh, well, Cream cheese icing has dairy, but it does not count as like, okay, I'm getting my dairy, uh, you know, need for the day, calcium, whatever From category icing. taken care of out of <laughs> icing. But uh, my number one and two favorite foods that exist on this planet are cinnamon rolls followed by French toast. So Ooh, okay. Those items are getting slung. Slung big time. Absolutely. Maybe With- some water. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, sparkling. I, I love still- that answer. I didn't, I don't know what I expected. I didn't expect that. 
Your boy loves the Man, suits. That's fantastic. Yeah. Question number what two. What about you? Let me Ooh. before we don't let get off the hook here. Uh, what's what's Brett's uh, food stall rolling out here? Grilled cheese. Okay. Uh, any any number it is and it's been done for sure <laughs> yeah but uh any number of grilled cheeses that have you know all kinds of stuff in them crust or no crust i'm a crust guy yeah i i don't get the fuss of uh you know eliminating the crust if you will that wasn't meant to rhyme but uh, <laughs> I, it, it doesn't bother me enough to be like hey cut this off the second what's question. important about the crust i'm sorry yes is shots to the gem saloon their grilled cheese they do this it's a thick piece of sourdough or texas toast mm-hmm. and what they do is they cut it in triangles down the middle and they grill that third side oh so you are you're locking in the flavors and there's no cheese spout I respect that and i, I always that. i always really appreciated that touch do you still split the triangle to get that cheese pull in the middle no there's no cheese pull okay. there's no cheese pull but there is the satisfying crunch of biting into like a third Grilled side. I like it. So good. So good. Question number two. Mm -hmm. When you are doing one of these adventures uh, with the wife and your child, Mm -hmm. what is your, like, from getting off the couch to car? Yeah. How much time does that take with a a relatively young Um, child? So Kai is 11 and a half months, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, we're at that phase of, uh, I feel like we're inexperienced for as parents, just given the circumstances of the last year. I would feel like most gotcha. people would have drugged this kid around everywhere, many places. Like even looking at uh, Will and Sally as a good example. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're out to restaurants and all this stuff because Fritz, being two months old, has been alive while things are reopening. Sure. Whereas with Kai, it's like we weren't taking him anywhere uh, gotcha. for several okay. months. So we uh, probably on the longer end um this weekend was you know good practice at that so probably 30 minutes okay so there's still there's a bag that's packed there's... that's assuming like if i'm fully dressed uh-huh. like everything else yeah 30 minutes baby activities yes. they're about 30 minutes yeah. that's something that i can't wait to have kids one day man that is one thing that i like my car is gonna have four million bags of baby stuff just, like just, just in case anything happens what i've learned is that there are a lot of benefits to working on a schedule that benefits like the kids sleep and all of this other stuff and meals. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I try to like reorganize my life for when it comes like, Hey, when are we heading out is like, all right, let's leave after he's eaten and okay. or after, you know, we've changed the diaper because mm-hmm. this time of year, you're not trying to be standing in the back of your SUV, like Ugh. swapping out a diaper or in a stuffy, you know, Koala care, seven 11 bathroom type situation. So, mm-hmm. you know, ideally after one of those situations, so you don't have fussy kid, everything else is, is, it's pretty simple. I like it. I like it. I am looking forward to it. Uh, about as hard as, you know, I hate when people equate pets and animals or pets and children, not mm-hmm. because like I'm offended by it, but <laughs> it is certainly one of those situations. Like, I don't know how hard is it for you to load up the dog? If you were going somewhere for more than a day. Got it. Okay. Okay. I like that. Good to think about. Let's get to the mail-in question. Yes. Shall we? This one comes from anonymous. I'm going to try to figure out who this is though. At some point, because I like this question. <laughs> What's up, crew? I'm in my first season in professional baseball, and I'm Congrats. wondering how I can talk about this with a girl without coming across as a douche or conceited. Shouts to being a pro athlete. I'm proud of my accomplishment, but don't want to come across as trying to pull the pro athlete card. I'm 26, and I would say I'm very much open to finding someone I want to be with for life. That being said, I'm okay with casual dating until I find that person. I'm aware that as a minor league player, I'm nothing special 
in the big scheme of things, but I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Is there a minor league team in Saratoga Springs? No, we had uh, the New York Penn League, though, in the summer. Okay. So that was like uh, really good college ball. Okay. So the guys would, for their summer vacations, would, you know, you'd have like the billet houses and they'd come play uh, probably a step below the Cape Cod League, if you've ever heard of that. I have not, but I am curious to know, like, either there and I imagine in college there there's a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But if you ever came across any of those guys at the bars or kind of knew, like, oh, you know, bar scene just full of minor leaguers because i know in some smaller towns it's quite a thing yeah oh absolutely especially i mean small town you know middle america this is not Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to offend it's like that's some of those minor league teams are everything yeah right where it's if it's not college football season it's like the birmingham whatever team (laughs) all of my like thought of team names are going to be offensive and or insulting (laughs) like not because you know i'm going to name anything like racially problematic but just because it's going to insult like the caliber of sport we're talking about but um i don't know well you take this one first i've got a so i i kind of i like this question because I've had to be careful with this because I used to be able to play mm. the the barstool card, right? Exactly. And that is like its own can of worms because mm-hmm. you're either like, oh, go fuck yourself, or oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Talk to, like, how's Big Cat? Right. So that would get me a lot of uh, male attention at mm-hmm. bars <laughs> versus female attention. Yeah, but, just all the um, dudes. But I, this goes to, like, my, my best friend in the world went to Harvard. And mm-hmm. that's the, you know, the Harvard name drop at a bar. Oh, where'd you go to school? Well, I went to this oh, small school in Cambridge. It's like, okay. Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I, you know, I, I swing sticks or right. uh, I, I face 93 on the flat. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's obviously people who, um, I don't take advantage is probably the wrong word of their, mm-hmm. their stature on in playing pro baseball or yeah. pro hockey or whatever. And I've seen people that are like, oh yeah, like i I'm in the Rangers farm system or, you know, I, I, I got a, I got a stint with the avalanche last year for a couple of games. Now I'm on their, their, their AHL team. They intentionally try to downplay it while mentioning it as frequently Correct. as possible. Yeah. That's the worst way to do it. Yeah. You either just, yeah, you know, lean into it. I, I play for the, this, that's what I do. I play for this team in this area, yada, yada. People are gonna be like, Oh, cool. But if they if they're, are, are in that city for any period of time, it's happened before. Right. They're not going to be, you know, unless you're uh, putting up 90 goals a year, putting up 30 home runs, I don't, I don't think you're getting that kind of attention. So, I you know, just be open about it and not be a dick about it. I, I don't know how to explain that other than I could see it, I, I could know it when I see it. Is it harder? You know, and I guess not directly switch, but do you think it may be harder to avoid that coming up quicker in the online dating scene, where yes. like you've got to like. You know, the small talk immediately goes, oh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you met somebody at a bar, like, yeah, that question comes up and then it can just kind of be playful conversation about it. Whereas like online, you offer that out or you have to allude to what you do. And then immediately like their personal mm-hmm. research begins and all of these other questions. So uh, I, I think my gut feeling about it is don't feel like you're playing it to like play it to some sort of advantage. I think that's how you are perceiving it personally. Mm -hmm. Whereas I know that if somebody said this to a female friend of mine, the first thing she's going to do is either ask a male friend or Google it. And once your name isn't familiar to them, Mm -hmm. it's going to be downplayed and or like, you know, uh, 
not talked about in a negative way because it's a huge accomplishment. It's very impressive. You know, some guys will get that. Other guys will be like, I've never heard of him. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, just a dick move by the guy. But I think when approaching it with a girl, approach it no different than, like, let's say you came for money. And at some point in time, there are going to be signs that that's the case. And you're not going to go out there and be like, oh, this is who I am. And this mm-hmm. defines me. If you're not trying to go into a relationship defining this person as like, hey, I'm a baseball player, then, you know, mention it and focus on everything else. Granted, if it becomes long term, she's going to have to have some understandings about what that would mean for lifestyle. Correct. I also think you don't you don't be coy about it. Right. You don't don't turn it into a game yep. when you're meeting people like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I play this little like I play sport for a living. Ha ha. Right. It's kind of like you, you do with a we do with a podcast. And it's like, oh, we well, I do this really dumb, like 21st century millennial thing where I, exactly. I do podcasts. It's, there's no reason to do that. Yeah. I play for the Rockford Raiders or whatever the heck they are. And <laughs> um, I'm not I, you can make a personal Peaches. joke where, hey, I'm not good enough to, to play in the league, but. I do my best at, at double yeah, or whatever. Making it the podcast uh, association there put that always has put me in a weird spot, especially like in my role here in Wash, and then previously where like the network with I, that I was with was as we would joke about locally slash regionally famous because you know not genuinely, mm-hmm. but that was our like small to mid sized podcast tagline basically. It's like yeah, the people who listen are very engaged, you know, but I don't expect anyone to know any of us from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's what I do, and like I'm proud of it. I really enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like oh. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is who I am and what I do. And so I get it. You have to find middle ground. But like you said, say it matter of factly. Don't beat around the bush. And, you know, she'll have more questions. Let her take the direction or whomever take the direction on asking, like, how much about it, how, how much you talk about it. Bingo. Love that. You know what else I love, KJ? Oh, I think I do. Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Oh, yes. It is Pride Month, and we are excited to partner up with Vizzy. Uh, to celebrate pride in a meaningful way. Yep. We got a label as can. Have you seen these cans, KJ? I have. The, I have. The local, rainbow uh, cans. Local Duncanville watering hole actually was doing a bucket of Vizzies with these uh, really slick cans. Um, and your boy might have swung by and picked some up. On I sale. love it. Love it. They are reinforcing the beauty of loving our unique personal identity and living beyond pre-assumed labels. That's why we got that pack. Mm-hmm. It's also just more than uh, more than vitamin C. It's more than, excuse me, it's more than just a hard seltzer. Yeah. It's got antioxidant vitamin C in the form of superfruit acerola. Man, it's you know I'm all about that acerola. All about that acerola. <laughs> it's hitting this summer for sure. Vizzy flavors, KJ. You ready for these? Yes. You know the originals, the OGs, pineapple, mango, black cherry, lime, strawberry, kiwi, and blueberry pomegranate. But we're walking with new ones this summer. How about some papaya passion fruit? Got it. How about some watermelon strawberry? Also have that. How about some blackberry lemon? Yep. You know what they say about the, the berry? <laughs> Raspberry tangerine rounds out that variety pack, and we're also rocking with lemonade flavors, KJ. Yes. Watermelon, peach, peach, raspberry, strawberry, all with antioxidant vitamin C. I am currently on a lemonade kick yep. as of this weekend. I had about um, 14 to 16. <laughs> Come up the pool. I've become the pool guy with Vizzy's. And um, since I am a, a brand ambassador, technically, I've gotten into the, uh, like, they're like, oh, what's what's that? I'm like, well, here's one for yourself. Try it, Try out. it out. And it's fun to see people react to me and, and give you, like, a, oh, that's better than so-and-so brand. Or, oh, I didn't expect it to be that flavorful or tasty. I'm like, yeah, guess what? 
one gram of sugar. Or if you're drinking the lemonade ones, Seto. zero grams of sugar. How about that? Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy's limited edition pride packaging or any of their other refreshing flavors, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. Or to get updates on our latest flavor drops and more, sign up for more uh, emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com backslash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to order, of course. Viz responsibly. How about a voicemail, KJ? Yes. Hey, Brett. Love the pod and uh, guest as well. Um, so a little bit of a scenario here. Um, I have met up with this girl on a dating app. We went out for tacos, um, had an amazing time, made out at the end of the night, and then made plans to see each other again soon. Week progresses, like, until the second time we were supposed to hang out. We start texting, like, almost every day, like, good morning texts and stuff. She even hit me up once. On a Thursday, while she was out at the bar, like, sent me a high with a whole bunch of eyes and exclamation point. Um, so it was obvious that, that things were going well, right, you'd think. Um, so on this day, she invites me out to a bar, invites me and my buddy out to a bar. And then on the dance floor, maybe we had been there 40 minutes, she starts making out with another dude while I was, like, four feet from her. So, yeah, that happened. Um, I just kind of want to know what you guys do to your best like when you're down bad like what gets you out of the uh what gets you out of the rough when it's just like especially really hard um <laughs> i'm definitely on my hotness journey but i might need to take things up there soon yeah i'll hang up and listen buddy oh, no. buddy i oh no dude's down just just so bad kj I'd like to imagine he's calling, like, from the restroom as this just went down. And as he <laughs> said, the things are still hard. He's still, you know, blued up here. Oh. Um, first, you know, the girl's not inviting you to the bar. She's saying, like, hey, I'm at the bar. Come out. Mm. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at a bar invite as, like, hey, it's our second date. Correct. You know, this isn't your second interaction. Like, Especially if you're going with, with your buddy. Correct. She's with her girlfriends. There's a mutual like, oh, hang out at the bar we're at. Right. And uh, again, that's not to excuse that she's, you know, tonguing down some, you know, Todd down the, down the way here. Tonguing down a Todd down the but, way. But uh, <laughs> I think, you know, assuming that y'all don't look identical. Like, if you look a lot like this guy, like, hey, pat yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. Or go make out with the guy, too. Like, join in. Yeah, hop in. You've got options Three's here. company. Um, or you make out with a girl right in front of her. <laughs> Don't get petty. She matters nothing <laughs> after this situation to you. Move on. Yeah. Uh, the first red flag or yellow flag maybe is, uh, again, not like I'm in the dating app game uh, at the time. I shouldn't say at the time. Not like I'm in the dating app game. <laughs> Very bad phrasing there. Uh, after the first date and meeting, like, take a little breather. I'm not saying don't text, but like if you're immediately getting to like good mornings, mm-hmm. you're running out of material by the second date. Like good morning. Give yourself in the first a, week. Yeah, dude. Give yourself some breathers here. I get it. We're all working from home or maybe you're back in the office and you got a little time on your hands, but like, uh, you know, give somebody a reason to miss you and give yourself something to talk about next time you hang out. If you're good morning already, that means you're like, Oh, what are you having for lunch? Oh, how's your day going? Yeah. Oh, what are you watching? Oh, did you see Chris Harrison wasn't there? Like, 
that's like six different conversations, man. You don't have shit to talk about by Saturday. No wonder she's like tonguing down, you know, Todd. Todd. Yeah. But anyhow, I give like yourself to, some breathers and, uh, again, move on. Treat that first week of talking to somebody like a, uh, like your third tier priority Slack work text, where it's like the only time you're, you're, you're hitting that thing is if there's a meme that's absolutely necessary or like a <laughs> task. Like, hey, yeah. what's up for Thursday night? Though you, it's dangerous to, to yeah. put all the cards on the table in that first week with a texting conversation because uh, – I'm I'm saying girls here, so this is going to generalize. Right, right. I feel like they get scared easily, and scared in the I'll way of. I'll let you of, be on that plank on your own. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Go no, ahead. Here's here's walking this. The, scared in the way that they get, uh, f- like, turned off by being too forward or upfront or too clingy. I guess is is I how think I'm trying that's to, that's trying probably that. yeah yeah. Being too needy, being too uh, high maintenance from an attention standpoint, probably. Yeah. When you're trying to pull, like, the three-hour FaceTimes in week two, it's, <laughs> let's uh, Good night. pump the break. Yeah. Now you hang up. Um, <laughs> I think you also hit on a, on a good note here. Uh, I would look at it as if you have a podcast. Okay. There are going to be several times in our group text, like we interact on a daily basis via group text in two different threads, mm-hmm. you know, both about this show, about memes, whatever. But we all agree and know, like, if there was something that needs to be packaged, if you will, or saved for the pod or when we're hanging out in person, mm-hmm. like there are things you would throw in a text and then bigger stories and discussions to have in person, like maybe treat it like that, except for package all this like interest and I miss you type stuff. You give, give it some space allow yourselves to grow together, but good luck on the next one. But yeah, what do you, what, keep the, shooting shots. The question uh, he asked at the end was what, when you're, when you're that down bad, do you have a uh, coping mechanism? It's called say? go find the next person to make out with at the end of the first date. Cause <laughs> certainly you don't have trouble getting to that point. Congratulations. And I don't mean this to be an asshole, mm-hmm. but I think that you've proven that you're, you know, uh, in a position that somebody's interested in hanging out with you, there will be another. You know what they say? The best way to get over somebody is. Oh no, nope! I don't even know where this ends. I, Adam does. <laughs> Let's do uh, the next question, KJ. Brett and guest, very formal here. Yeah. What are your thoughts on getting set up or going on blind dates? Here's the background. I'm a post grad who's one year out of university. Oh, we have a potential yeah. foreigner. Yeah, I was about to say international. One year out of uni and painfully single. I don't know why he's Australian, but I never had any trouble uh, dating in school, but a combination of moving to a new city, a pretty intensive job, and an ongoing global pandemic it's not has me, made it's it them. really tough over the last year. My friends have taken notice, and my roommate and his girlfriend have made a plan to set me up with a friend of theirs next week on a double date. They describe this girl as really nice, friendly, smart, active, etc. And she shares a lot of the same interests and hobbies as me. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. But I just creeped her social media and definitely do not find her attractive. I don't want to be mean and say she's not good looking, but she's just not someone I would swipe right on if you know what I mean. What is my next move here? I like the idea of getting set up, but I'm, I am an asshole if I ask them for a different girl to do it with. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would also feel bad making everyone go through the trouble of a double date and lead this girl on if I already know that nothing will come of it. Thanks. Love the pod. KJ. First, let's do blind dates, yes or no? Yeah. Kay. Why not? Because yeah, it assumes you've got some mutual connection that knows enough about both of you that it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. It feels good to have friends that think enough of you mm-hmm. to put you in that situation in the first place. Right. Uh, it feels good to know that they know your interests enough that would vibe with somebody else. So I like the idea of blind dates. Do I like being on blind dates or set up? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't like the pressure that comes with it. Is the pressure, though, I guess you feel like, hey, there's a referral situation involved here. I get that. But realistic, like the interaction is going to be no different. And if anything, you've kind of got some common ground to start with. Mm -hmm. So I think on the surface, there's some positives to be had here. I would say, you know, uh, I agree with the concept of I don't want to string anyone along here, Mm -hmm. waste anyone's time. But at the same time, like you're in a new city and you've admitted that you've had a difficult time finding dates or having, you know, relationships over the past year. Are Mm -hmm. you really in a position to have an interaction that could result in what at worst you have a friend? That's KJ. That's the answer here. Uh, You're, you're, but we're we're about to nail the same answer. I I get that. He's trying to, you know, set me up with somebody I can marry and bang, but like, (laughs) let's be realistic here. Like uh, if you're a good person, that person's not going to have a bad time if you came out and be like, yeah, it just wasn't there. Or, hey, we're just not the ones for each other. Nobody's feelings are hurt by that. But now you're saying, like, hey, you sound awesome. I looked at you. I cannot sit across the table from you for two hours. That sounds fucking horrible. And he comes at it from the angle of I don't want to lead anybody on. Right. Which I understand. I get. But here's the end. My big caveat in this thing is I love meeting people. Mm-hmm. I've always said if I had all the money in the world, I would start a bar in a ski town and I would bartend. That's gotcha. like my dream to meet people and hear people's stories. Um, when it comes to a blind date, I just don't like the pressure of it being a blind date, a blind meet up with a friend. I am at my best. I love as a group stuff situation. Like I feel like you've got some of that pressure alleviated too, especially on a double date. Yeah, I don't want somebody saying I made a reservation for you and so and so at whatever bar. It's you two go have fun. Right. I like a blind friend meetup. I've done that in Austin, where it's like, hey, you're. I have a mutual friend. I have a client who lives in Austin. You guys should meet up for a drink. Done that, and I loved it. Would you, I'm sorry to cut you off, I didn't mean to, would you be offended if you were in a situation where your friends were setting you up and they didn't tell you, like they had invited a friend there and invited you there separately without like the pretense of a date just to see what happened? I don't think I'd be offended. I think I would be, I'd I'd prefer they don't say that if, even if that may be their angle, but I don't, I, I, I know it's tempting to be like, oh, my friend who's single, you guys, you got to meet, you know whoever is who's also single and you kind of get off as like a, a couple t- trying to set friends yeah. up and I'm guilty of it. Like I've, I've been like, Oh, you're perfect for so-and-so to my boy, like my boys or, or, uh, Caroline's friends. Like I'm, I'm guilty of, of that temptation to try to set somebody up. So I get this, but can I admit to something? Uh, and I guess I can ask if I'm the asshole in this situation. Okay. So I had the weird situation. Somebody I don't know super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and only kind of really met once. And then a person I knew fairly well, but it's been a few years I'd hung out with them. But know them both well enough that if I shot a message, you know, a DM or something, it wouldn't be implied wrong or wouldn't be like, hey, who is this mm-hmm. on the other side? 
Both of them had posted an Instagram story about 10 minutes apart, being in the same exact location, like it was a pool, a hotel oh, okay. pool, like downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, in Austin, I should add. And so obviously I don't live here. And so it's a situation where I'm like, oh, I randomly see one story, see a different story, and they're not hanging out. They wouldn't. There's no way they would know each other. I'm like, oh, I know somebody else is there. Mm-hmm. So the same thing to the other side. I was like, by the way, this person here's they're at. You see them, say hi. Awkward situation because then it's not like I'm like saying go date this person. Totally. I just happened to have seen it. Of course, it became uncomfortable when one have one party saw the message and had their phone. Mm. The other did not, so uh. it got left on red. So that party's like, oh, did you tell them? And they just weren't interested in saying hi. <laughs> So I was, I, I, I came out of it feeling like a jerk, but then I was like, ah, even if they would have met and nothing would have happened, like, was I a jerk for putting them in that weird situation? I'm like, I don't know. No, you're not uh, a jerk. That's fun. I've, I've done that. Yeah. That's fine. Is being like, hey, y'all are both here, cool people. If right. you, if you meet up and use me as a mutual talking point, perfect. If not. That no, was nobody's. Goal. Yeah, I feel like I would have been weirder had I only told one party. Yeah, definitely. like I'd only say, "Hey, hey, I know this person. You know, if you see them, blah mm-hmm. blah blah, say hi." Because then I feel like somebody would have been at a disadvantage. But yeah, I, I don't mind being that person. I think in this situation, best advice, especially in new cities, even if you're not great at meeting new people and all of this, don't turn down the opportunities for finding new friendships and new connections. 100%. This person might not be your wife or soulmate or anything like that but you also have to give them the opportunity to say that you're not either yeah. you're assuming that this person's like all about you maybe they're not uh but who mm. are you to say like hey i don't have time to meet new people because who knows who she knows exactly so. she's got friends right um it, any connection is just increasing your network and the ability to make more friends and i've seen as as i've made a concerted effort in the last probably two months here i've seen how quickly your network can build mm-hmm and uh, saying network sounds so douchey. I'm sorry, but like well, your yeah, friend groups and, and build circles, right? Yeah. How quickly those build, and you, all of a sudden now I'm not like sitting on my couch sometimes on a weekend, and be like, I don't have anything right. to do. Now I have multiple people that I can touch. And I yep. love that about meeting people. So at worst, it's a, it's an opportunity to meet a new friend, make a new connection, and get more friends out of it. And if you've been struggling with that over the last year, doesn't don't put any, any romantic expectations right. on it go from there the lower the expectations <laughs> i found the uh the more often things tend to happen for sure yeah all right KJ, here's the next one hey guys i got day drunk playing 18 at my local country club for a bachelor party the groom is my future brother-in-law and my wife is pissed she told me to go on this party instead of spending time with her and my son. <laughs> what did I do wrong and what should I have done? I can see, I can see this situation. He goes, oh yeah, we're playing 18. It's an 8.30 tea time. I'll see you for lunch. And guess who wasn't home for lunch? He overpromised. Or she like agreed to it under the assumption like, oh, you guys are just playing golf. Golf, 18. You know, the, the old like, oh, that's like two hours. No. It's not, and and then four and a half uh, turns into six and a half very quickly. Mm-hmm. Three visies turns into seven visies very quickly. Yeah, it's a bachelor party. You're trying to kind of impress the because uh, he said it's it's sort of like the, the cross family yeah, yeah. bachelor party. It's not necessarily your boys, but it's the um, the what's it Sister brother or brother in law? It's, it's, it's her. It's her wife's. Yeah, I deleted this part. It wasn't really relevant. It was like his wife's sisters fiance oh so that so there's a familial connection right. here which is why there's like a 
like she knows or they know you have a son at home type of thing. Will and Drew. <laughs> what did he do wrong, KJ? I mean, there's some glaring omissions from this report <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, did you get day like, drunk and come home and pass out in the driveway? Exactly. Like, like uh, where did your day end? You know, <laughs> if you're yes. saying I got day drunk and then we went to a strip club at 2 a.m. later that night and I came mm-hmm. home in the morning. Okay. Yep. I, I see what you did wrong. If you're just saying I got drunk, came home tipsy, like – you know, quote unquote, what you did wrong. Uh, either that or your wife was misinformed or third option. Um, maybe this just maybe he's not the type to go out and get drunk and, gotcha. and come home blackout. I get it. Um, as someone who's very liable and and uh, the wife knows very well that like if I'm like, hey, I'm going to go have a couple. She'd be like, all right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knows me better. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, all right, just don't drive. And we're yeah. good. Uh-huh. Um I think if you're married and you have a kid and that person knows you well enough and she knows your limits uh, or what your history is, it's either a one-off or she knows you well enough to have known better in this situation. So either you overpromise that, oh, this won't happen again, or mm-hmm. it's a one-off and, you know. I think, yeah. Watch, give, uh, give her time on her like with you and the kid and give her some free time next weekend and you're good. Yeah, this is a, a very uh, fixable problems just try to try to limit these if if you were you know if if you did do something wrong where it was hey i'll be home at two and then you're home at 4 30 with the other two yeah i'll be (laughs) oh you you end up at 4 30 with no like you didn't bring food home you you, uh you're you're a little a little juiced up something i could see happening too since this is the family tie Mm -hmm. uh your wife was talking to her sister about the yeah. groom who came home just fine at the time that That's he true. promised, and you came home three hours after the groom got home, yeah. and a little uh, couple more Michelob Ultras in, that could have been an issue. Just let's think of the connections here. Let's connect some dots. Like, And I'm not going to throw any shade. I guess it's not a foreign concept to golf during a bachelor party, mm-hmm. but something about this being that he's like going home to his wife and kid makes it seem like that was the extent of the bachelor party. Yeah. Which I get it. We're not all trying to go rage on dirty six for a bachelor party, but you know, uh, I think if it's a bachelor party, you should have got the day blocked off. Yeah. I think there's, there's a playing devil's advocate defending my man here. Mm-hmm. I think there needed to be uh, some expectation setting because for a day like that, a bachelor party day with golfing, you should not have a problem. You assume she's going to go on the bachelorette party. It's her sister. Yeah, unless you told her, uh, like, yesterday, hey, tomorrow <laughs> is so-and-so's bachelor party. You're cool with watching the kid all day. Yeah, that, those things don't fly. <laughs> so we do need some context here. But the idea that what did you do wrong, you set expectations incorrectly. What should I have done was uh, – communicate and maybe put together mm-hmm. a little bit of an itinerary because <laughs> if i know women again generalizing here please don't add me uh they like to be able to follow your schedule and if you are out of that schedule that's when problems arise true that <laughs> i think we did well with that one right yeah, it's not yeah. like we haven't hey. been there before <laughs> you're two and oh with uh your generalizations i just like the record oh. to show these are all said by brett <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i won't leave you out there like that Let's do the next one, KJ. You want to read this one? Oh, yeah. What's one thing that you wish you'd gotten as a housewarming gift when you moved into your first place or into your first place on your own? 
My best friend since sixth grade is moving to his own crib for the first time with his girlfriend of over three years. I want to send him a dope-ass housewarming gift slash package, and I cannot stress enough that money is not an issue. I only want to provide him with top-of-the-line and cool household items. Some detail details you may need before answering. We're in our late 20s, both 28 to be exact. I'm 5'11", 190, Ding. physique that of a Greek god, chiseled out of marble, truly a spectacle. Price is irrelevant, second time, uh, <laughs> for this exercise. I operate and own my uh, small and very profitable. <laughs> That's three. <laughs> thanks. Uh, you know, we're, we're not a shark tank here. Very profitable business in the great state of Maine. Okay, exaggeration number four. Uh, homeboy ain't exactly <laughs> oh. a chef, so no oh, kitchen items Mainers. and accessories need not apply unless they're drinking related. It's a condo in Dallas. They have no yard, and they also have no pets. Um, the last two notes... Uh, you, you wouldn't need to send them anything pet related. Nobody's sending a housewarming gift for the pet. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and if you're sending people yard related gifts, I, I can't even imagine what that would be as a housewarming gift. Hello, like, sir. Here's your patio lawnmower. furniture, maybe. Uh, yeah, you I gotta guess. you gotta leave somebody a uh, uh, their choice of patio furniture. Yeah, like, yeah here that, I got you a rocking chair. Yeah. Okay. What I I, I want to ask you first, I guess, what you would really appreciate. Like moving out of an apartment mm-hmm. into house for the first time, like what things would be on your short list of like, I have these, it'd be great to replace them, you know, or it'd be really dope as hell to move into a place and have X. Yeah, I think the, for me, what I'm excited for would be like a grill, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't, I don't have one, but. You mentioned no cooking stuff. My my, what immediately comes to mind is cooking stuff. If you don't want, if your your homeboy ain't chef, what also threw me off, KJ, on this question is he said, uh, like my best friend is moving into his own crib. Oh, and then he said with his girlfriend. So yeah, it, I, I it made it seem like he was getting pad. his own place, but yes. it's also he and his girlfriend. So so that goes from like awesome bottle of whiskey to something that's maybe more conducive to a couple. In a in a house, yeah, like a right? dope ass washer and dryer. Yeah, how about a little washer? Dry- <laughs> I got you forty million dryer sheets. Yeah. You you are you are. I sponsored your your drying of your clothing for the next ten years. <laughs> I think that would be a kind of funny housewarming gift. But so grill, I think it's a great idea. The only concern here is that being a condo mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas with no yard, you've got hit or miss options on whether or not that's okay. You, similar totally. uh, to uh, apartments, sometimes that's not kosher um having moved out of a condo in dallas into the home we live in now i'm trying to think back of what things i would have appreciated at the time living there mm-hmm. uh, the one kicker here is that he's got a girlfriend of three years they're moving in together he's buying a place so you have to kind of assume maybe if engagement's on the way right you're going to be turning around and buying wedding gifts mm-hmm. as well so you know uh, you're gonna need to save something for that too which Absolutely. you can rely on the registry there but even if he's not a cook maybe the significant other is but more importantly what will be more appreciated is you know if if you want to splurge a little bit on some pots and pans even if he doesn't cook himself yeah you know either a might inspire him to or b people just like showing that shit off anyway especially in a Mm -hmm. condo like you don't have a ton of room to get fancy either that or uh possibly some artwork and don't gift card it find something you think looks dope Mm mm-hmm you know, not like an Instagram ad, like big fucking, you know. The flags with the. Uh, uh, a big dollar bill with motivational words written across the front of them mm-hmm. or something. But like, you know, find something tasteful 
and that's sizable because that can be pricey. Mm-hmm. And something that they wouldn't otherwise afford for themselves, assuming that the significant other doesn't have like some strict sense of style. Yeah, that's that would be greatly appreciated. As long as you know their sense of style enough to say they're probably decorating this place with what they want, and if if you're not getting them kitchen appliance, or, you know, utensils, right, mm-hmm. or or you're going like the bottle of wine, bottle of whiskey route, like I hesitate to be like I'm going to get you a coffee table or I'm going to get you unless they have. Unless you just know your your boy wants this house plant or something like that, I I I'm hesitate to get something that infringes on anybody's sense of style. House plant would be dope, but I think I just thought of uh, a, a nice option here might be something like a little pricier surround sound system or something oh, of that nature, like a Bose sound yeah, bar. Yeah, because then you know whatever TV they're working with, they can figure that out. But if you mm-hmm. you know go drop five hundred you know or so on a surround sound setup. That's something that they can use or, or something along those lines. I think art or something to put on the walls would be key, especially if maybe they both went to the same college, either you and him or him and her. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find something very tasteful and high end that's worth him putting up on the walls in the condo and then later maybe in his office. What do you think about an engraved pizza stone <laughs> by chance? It's the only item that I have in my attic in which I've got multiples of just from like I purchased one, got one as an engagement <laughs> gift, and then got one as like a registry item. <laughs> as the owner of three, I don't know how to use any. Well, as the owner of, of fifteen, <laughs> I uh, I, do, I don't need them either. But high end butcher blocks would also be dope as well. Yeah, the uh, the cutting board route make it. They, they have the custom ones now, so you can get something mm-hmm. that kind of vibes with what you and your buddy. You know, going back to. The, your relationship from sixth grade, maybe maybe you go that route to get a little sentimental yeah. with it, and non- you go to your hometown yeah. and provide a, a utensil holder, or you you get some something some homage to your your hometown. That you can be kitchen adjacent without having to cook, especially yes. like in non-spawn yeah. here. Rosewood Blocks is a like smaller like custom butcher block place out of Arkansas, I believe. Really, really nice high-end work. And they do a lot of custom stuff, but beautiful pieces. And that's something that, like... Cut that out. You, like, you have... Uh uh Usually in condos, I'm thinking when you go in, like, your kitchen's likely an open space. Mm-hmm. You can set that kind of as a display piece and then something, you know, maybe you've got other shit on top of it, but it's always prominent uh in, in that place if it's nice enough and high-end enough, so... Those are my three suggestions. Surround sound, wall art, or butcher block. Okay. I'm going with a bottle of wine slash whiskey, so <laughs> alcohol, a token of your hometown, whether that might be something from every every hometown is like a little antique shop or yep. something like that. Three would be glasses, either nice whiskey glasses, nice wine glasses, because those get expensive, um, and they're, they're always nice to have some, some crystal laying around. There you go. Maybe engrave it with your... Uh, Something. I don't know. <laughs> Let's do the last one, KJ. Brett and guests. I started a new job in January, and I am, by quite a few years, the youngest person within the group of people I interact with at work. I don't know what to do with my cadence on that. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> I was all it's over written, the place. It's written a little bit strange. Out of the blue, I received an invitation to a wedding from a coworker for his daughter's wedding, whomst I have never met. I received the invitation in the mail, and it does include a plus one, but other than my date and the father of the bride, a.k.a. my coworker, I would pretty much know zero people there, and it almost feels inappropriate to attend. 
considering I don't even know the names of the people getting married as I write this. How do I go about getting out of this wedding, but in a polite way? This coworker isn't my boss or anything, but has a lot of connections, and I would like to stay on his good side if possible. Thanks, and keep up the great work. I have two things here. Mm-hmm. Either you politely have something that weekend, unfortunately. Oh, yep, my my Delaware vacation to Rehoboth <laughs> Beach is that weekend. Or, or my preferred option, go have a blast at a wedding. <laughs> How many times do you get to go celebrate love with dope-ass appetizers, decent yeah. dinner that nobody's ever going to remember, and dancing to shout with your coworkers, who are definitely going to be more than just you there? You're not the only coworker to get this That's invite. That's a strange thing here. I'm like you've already alluded to having a group of people that you interact with. And I get that you're the youngest. In fact, I prefer when you've got a range of ages in a workplace uh, like this, I will very strongly guarantee that the guy was not like deliberately inviting you as much as he was like doing the old school route of let people know, shoot them an invite, mm-hmm. give them an opportunity. He's the one paying for it. You know, uh, if traditional means yeah. are uncovered here as the father, this nice generalization, KJ, you know, uh, exactly. <laughs> if he's a father bride and he's cutting the check and he's like, Hey, whatever you want to come drink. And he's said it somewhere dope, maybe give it a consideration, but also said this before, you know, comes with maturity, but it's the sooner you learn to protect your time and argue for your time, the better mm-hmm. that invitation likely has the option to check. No, yes. <laughs> Just send that back. Don't like hint that you might be going or whatever. Just, Check no, send mm-hmm. it back, end of story. Because that daughter's probably the one managing the fucking Excel spreadsheet, and all she knows is that an invitation went to your address. She doesn't know who it is. She might think you're her dad's, like, best coworker friend mm-hmm. and just wondering if she needs to fit you in. So, like, don't hesitate to send back a no. Um, or if you go, be prepared to buy her a dope gift Yes, that would cover the cost of your attendance. I totally agree. Yeah, cover the cost of your attendance if you do go – I, I I'm obsessed with weddings, so I'm I lean the yep. route of not only meeting people but weddings. That's like my two favorite things. Yep. So that's why I lean to, especially if you have a plus one. There should be other coworkers. There should be other coworkers. And if, if you don't bring don't bring your significant other, if there aren't other coworkers, bring another coworker Boom, as your plus perfect. one. Yeah, bring a coworker. Friend. That that would be your better bet. Two people that know him that you can at least have some mutual enjoyment of the experience yeah. with and not have to drag your significant other who's another degree dis, uh, detached. Mm-hmm. Take a coworker as your plus one if there aren't others and you want to go. Unless it's not local. If it's not local, yeah. don't buy a flight for this. Man, I'm glad y'all did the uh, Destination Weddings episode. I, you know, yeah. The work on this show is always great. Thank you. As someone who just attended their first and uh, – uh, Playa Mujeres, I'm butchering that in, down outside of Cancun mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. That was a new experience. So uh, there were there was a lot I wish I'd known before that trip, before I got there, but still. You know. We, uh, I, I wish I could have done a play-by-play from your weekend <laughs> because you were – uh, you were having a better a better time than I think any of us have had. <laughs> not not that you were like obliterated or anything, but just the vibes. Oh, I was. Out. It was it was uh, it was electric. I was doing a very poor job with the public content, but the uh, private content. Was your fire. boy was. Uh, I had a streak of about fifteen drinks, and none of them were similar to the last. One. I was just like, all right, whatever. This sounds oh. great. Order it. So, oh, that just anyhow. gave me the chills. KJ. Mix it up, people. Mix it up. As a person who shouts to Liquid IV for get me through it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, that'll do it for questions. As far yes. as shower thoughts, KJ, you're familiar with the segment. Oh, yes. I'm eager to hear yours because you seem to be 
a little bit twerked up to uh, give your take on things. I am. And this shower thought is, is more of a shower steam, mm-hmm. if you will. I went to a spot this weekend. You know, the, the reservation scene in Austin is um, one of inconclusive results, I'll put it that way, where some places like to book their reservations up because they want to give the appearance that it, it, it's an exclusive the restaurant. fake line outside the bar Correct. the club. Some places are truly sold out. I've had multiple uh, occasions where this weekend both happened to me. But this one place in particular, it's a rooftop bar that I won't name because I do enjoy their cocktails. We got up there, a group, uh, a group of us, some clients in town, actually, mm. And there are 40 open tables. And we get up there, and it's one of it's Sunday night. It's not like it's Saturday night at 9.30. It's Sunday at, like, 8. And they try to act like everything was booked up? Everything's booked. Can't get in without a reservation. Can't do, can't do this. Can't do that. Can't sit at the bar oh because that's for hotel guests only, which was not a problem literally two weeks ago when I showed up with my computer to do some work there and i was like hang on a minute did you get the impression that it may be a situation like hey relative to our staffing levels we're booked up no kj there was there's 40 people walking around with with the polos on and i just i kind of looked at her the host hostess and kind of gave like a like what about those three empty tables oh those are for all also only hotel guests Okay, what about the other side of the restaurant <laughs> with plenty of room here? Oh, those are booked for reservations. I'm and like, you weren't wearing, like, Jordans or anything? I, I, was, <laughs> hey, I was not. I, I just oh, I couldn't understand the, the lack of, like, hey, let me go, let me see what we can do. Right. You know, can, can we have one of the nine tables for hotel, hotel guests only that is, has currently nobody at it to do some business at? I just don't understand why restaurants get off on that like like a lot of them do. You know, it's it's just the need to be so exclusive and and we can't let you in without a reservation that you booked 9 days ago. Like I don't get that. Yeah, I I think unless there's you know the, the funny part is to me that I also get miffed if I see a company like blaming staffing and or COVID staffing issues because mm-hmm. in my head that's just translates to we're not paying enough for the job totally um but if they are truly like trying to make their services available in a manner that their staff can support i get it it's business i get it mm-hmm. but on the flip side tell you that instead of saying we're all booked being like Correct. hey we're a little shorthanded we're trying to make sure that everyone has a positive experience so we serve people as best as possible so this is what we're working with that capacity if that's not the case, you know, you're not doing yourselves any favors by, you know, tapering off sections or whatever, you know, because it happens in restaurants. too. you'll go places and they'll close down a section yeah. if they don't have a server for it. If, if the excuse isn't that, then I, I don't know what to tell you, man. That that sucks. We were standing there. I was like, do you want can we book a room? Like <laughs> what is I just don't understand the point of one table, two tables, whatever, like the hotel section, which is the, the pool section. Great. That I I understand. I don't. I'm not going to go up and take your pool time if I'm not yeah, a hotel guest. For sure. But the the side of the bar with two seats at it. Come on, guys. Anyway, that's my shower steam. Oh, uh, well, you have a, my you have shower thoughts. Not as a uh, we'll say not as anger fueled. 
uh, as yours, but mine is focused entirely on the uh, indie film uh, collection. It's it's a saga of sorts. I don't know if you've heard of the series Fast and the Furious. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, it's a, right. it's, a it's a small artistic uh, film, artistic yeah art house piece. Yeah, uh, Sundance. If you will. Uh, F9 uh, was released this past weekend, and while I'll probably see it at some point in time, I'm not rushing out to see them. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems to become a cool thing of late to like, you know, treat this as if it's Star Wars or something and go watch every single one. I don't know whether it's a bit or not, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not my, my problem. The issue I'm having here a little bit or that I'm finding strange is that Vin Diesel and the promotion of this movie mm-hmm. has all been focused on the it's time to return back to cinemas, ladies and gentlemen, mm. or we're bringing cinema back. And I'm like, okay, when did these people come like, you know, Zack Snyder here? Like, I get it. You'd prefer people to be in the movies and, and, you know, pay their hard earned dollars. But like, it's not Vin Diesel's like job to tell me, get off the couch. You make the movie. I decide if I'm, if I'm showing yeah. up in person or not. They leaning uh, into the marketing by, by saying, Hey, we're carrying the torch. Get yeah. back in and see movies this. are back. And I'm like, okay, man, I get it. Magnets, cars, explosions, 22 years later, you still kind of look the same. It's, it's going to be mm-hmm. compelling. I get it. Like if they would make, I don't know, Armageddon three, where like you get like a uh, reanimated Bruce Willis, like <laughs> dug out of an asteroid. I would watch that and I'd be happy about it. But Bruce oh, Willis man. at the end wouldn't be like, you need to see this in IMAX. Yeah. As only as the only way that uh, my film can be respected, which shout out to Fajita lady on her one year anniversary as well. That's my shout out thought. <laughs> Shouts to her on that same vein. Um, Top Gun two comes out in like a week. Does it? Have they pushed is it? That, is that the worst marketing job? Well, in history, it's been delayed. I don't know if it's been delayed again, but I know it got pushed like everything else. If if it truly comes out on Fourth of July next week, still that's uh, oh, that's sad. It got pu- it, it did get pushed back. Okay, again. okay, that's why. that's the fourth time. Yes, but it comes um, out. It comes out weirdly uh, July seventh in Belgium still. So <laughs> that's why I saw the date July seventh. Yeah. and that's why I was like, where is this marketing campaign? Okay, now we're rocking with November nineteenth. All right. Well, you expect me to see it online on Kazaa, <laughs> July with with, Bel- with with Belgian language and English subtitles. Exactly. Is Bel- uh, French? I guess. Sure. Maybe a Belgian Belgian dialect of French. I know they make beer <laughs> and chocolate. <laughs> JJ, that'll do it for the mail in podcast. Did you have a good time? Uh, you know, thinking back on it, I've got another shower. I'm kidding. No, yes, I had a great time. <laughs> Five stars. Thank you for coming. Uh, We will absolutely have you on again. In conclusion, subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the podcast. Hit the hotline to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. KJ, where can the people find you? At KJ Ellis with ones is the L's. Or you know what? If you're feeling sportsy, at Too Much Dip Podcast. Ooh, I like that. Always my voice. 100% of the time, always my voice. <laughs> we will see you next week. Adam, shouts to you over there. Thank you for running the ones and twos. Thanks, Adam. Sorry for the cock tease of putting the mic in front of your face and saying, be ready. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>